Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we are discussing the Source Awards, unfortunately, <laughs> um, because this aptly titled episode is the source of our collective ennui. Ooh, um, good one. Because it's just not ideal. Um, some plot points, if th we can even justify it with that term. Tracy Jordan is embroiled in a Kenneth-induced feud with rapper Ridiculous, played by the very game LL Cool J. Unfortunately, it stands for Liz Loves Cool Jokes About the Black Experience in America, cool being in hardcore quotation marks, because rough. Um, Jack Hawks' unpalatable wine to the hip-hop community as a replacement for Crystal. Again, perfectly fine. Really great plot point. Love it. <laughs> Topical and not at all tone deaf. And in the central plot, the 30 Rockers explore racism through the hella imperfect lens of Liz Lemon. Sometimes Les, according to certain Phillies scoreboards. Um... Wayne Brady guest stars as the antithesis of the Dos Equis man as he vies for the most boring man in the world title. Um, let's go for it. <laughs> what is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shark week. Mr. Jordan, I have a message for you from a Mr. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, the hip-hop producer. Isn't that the guy that bit Suge Knight? Yeah, yeah, he bit Suge Knight. Held Raven Simone over a balcony, made Rashi Wallace cry. Dude is crazy. I don't want him calling me. Oh, he didn't call him, Mr. Jordan. He gave me the message after I wouldn't let him into your party the other night. What? Well, I'll call you when I get this. I'm sorry, this is a private party. Hold on. We're with Tracy Jordan. And Mr. Jordan himself said, don't let no one in who's not on the list. Because this mess is going to get raw like sushi. So haters to the left. Hey, what's your game? Boggle. Come on. But you know what? You tell Tracy Jordan that Ridiculous is going to eat his family. Excuse me, won't you? I mean, yeah, it's, is it super tone deaf to put everything to the side for a minute and just like talk about the episode like we normally would or as we go along, call out all the red flags and horrible things that are happening and not understanding why. There are a couple of really funny moments to the episode. When Ghostface Killa says, I can't drink anymore, it's, it hurts my tummy. The fact that Ghostface <laughs> Killa is saying tummy is hilarious. When, there are some uh, when Tracy spits out the Donnie Estates finally and then his conversation with them, I, I laughed out loud. You can't ask for more than that. <laughs> there are some very funny moments. And this is a super Liz Lemon, super Tina Fey thing to do, which is like, I'm going to satirize this moment in a way that is palatable for white people to enjoy. But and is it? We're all white people. We didn't enjoy it. And then do you give her props just for trying, right? There are a million sitcoms that would never even head in this direction, right? Yeah. So she didn't, she didn't do it well, but she tried. So, you know what I mean? The first time you have that conversation with somebody, it doesn't go well, right? You say something offensive, you didn't do it right, but at least you started the conversation and it opens the door for more conversations in the future. Because you're like, well, she could have just not done it, but you're like, I mean, at least it's the opening the door, right? You can't have a voice in the conversation if you don't have a seat at the table. So if we're not talking about it, if she doesn't bring it to the table, we don't get to talk about it, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it goes through a lot of the sort of self-sacrificial comedy that she often does, which is like, I'm not racist, proceeds to do a million racist things, where it's like, I'm sort of tongue-in-cheek calling out this sort of casual racism that's proliferative within the white community. And I don't, well, I mean, back way back when, because this is a historical comedy, in 2007, (laughs) I remember watching this episode and being like, all right, cool. But knowing what we do now and having the conversations and forcing ourselves to be more reflective of our own experiences and our own privilege. All of it just feels just very biting and incorrect and just, yeah. And worst of all, not funny. Like parts of it are just not funny. Like if you watch Blackish, it's so smart. They do it so well. They smack you in the face. They show you every side. At the end, you've learned, you know what I mean? You're not like, oh, moral from the Blackish, but it's so smart. And this show is so smart in so many ways. And this was just that third rail that she touched for the first time. And she didn't hurt a lot. But kept true to a lot of fun things. I, as the name states, ladies love Cool James. I love (laughs) LL Cool J. I love when he calls Kenneth Mr. Furley. What's better than that? Never. Literally. When they're having a serious fight and then he takes his nose and he's like, Joey, go get his nose. (laughs) What's happening? So all the ridiculous stuff, you know, which is an odd to ludicrous is hilarious. I didn't realize that. Crystal really, the owner of the Crystal brand really did say like, we don't really support the hip hop community, but we can't force people not to buy our products. I'm sure that Dom Perignon and Krug would love to have them. Yeah. So that's really what Crystal, and I didn't know all that. So I knew about the Source Awards or <laughs> what limited things I knew about the Source Awards being Violet, but you know, it made us research. It made us talk about it. So that's good. Um, all right. Shall we dive into this uh, delightful <laughs> episode? Okay, let's talk about a really bad cold open. What do you think? One of the worst, right? The after, 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 after party. And he, for, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it actually. Oh, sorry. This was fun. I love. It's fine. We can have differing opinions. In fact, as we do more podcasts, we realize how many of them we actually have and how few similarities we actually share. All right. So tell me why you like the cold open. That's I a wrap. Love- Monday call time, nine a.m. I love fast cuts, quick editing, multiple scenes. I'm a I'm a slut for montages. Love them. Everyone's just like it's the worst possible media content ever because it's just like you know manufacturing emotion based on a song with no w- real purpose. And it's like <laughs> I don't have substance. I fucking love it. It's like if you put a clean bandit song like symphony in the background of a super tragic situation where I know no one, I will sob. I will start sobbing. Fast forward to the weddings episode in season 400 of 30 Rock. When they came for me so in the background, hard. Yeah. And Jack's like, can you turn the music down? And you're like, oh my God. It was a One place. Republic song. I was alive. In your eyes. In your eyes. Yeah. So good. I'm auditioning so, for American Idol virtual later today. So just get my pipes warmed up. So we go to an after-after party that's at a bar. Then an after-after-after party that's at what will be a taxi disbursement center. Then an after-after-after-after-after party that's like a roof party where the sirens are going off. Yeah, I just love like a thread of a story going through multiple scenes in quick-paced action. I love it. I love it. And when she's just like casually, I think she's giving her a number to Wayne Brady, but it sounds like she's calling someone to pick her up. She's like, 212-555. And that's me at the end of every party where I'm just like, I got to get out of here. Um, I'm looking for a white sedan. Amazing. I'm coming out right now. Get me out of here. Yep. And she meets Sven, 
Just kidding. <laughs> Steven. Yeah. Steven. She's a lot of trouble with names this episode. Um, to prove that she's not racist, she, um, I guess, just interacts with a black person and is like, thank you, Amanda. It's like, it's, it's Amanda. So thank you for that. This was fun. Um, we cut to Jack, who uh, has the inaugural vintage from Donaghy Estates, his new vineyard on the North Fork of Long Island, prime real estate, and an <laughs> exceptional place to grow grapes. There really are vineyards there. I looked it up. There's many vineyards. <laughs> Thank God you do the research, because I None of them up. I've heard of. I was going to ask, did I take a picture? I was going to ask Emma, you do research. And I didn't take a picture of it. But yes, there's a bunch of them. None I've ever heard of. But yeah, there's wineries. Uh, who knew? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> <laughs> we also have a lovely linguistics lesson. Donaghy is uh, evidently Gaelic for failure. Um, <laughs> and Murphy is just a bunch of mud farmers and sheep rapists. So That's a funny line. That's, That's a, a funny really line. Fun. That is oh a funny God. line. There are funny moments within this. I was not expecting to say this. sheep racist. That was really <laughs> rapist, not racist. Oh, my God. I mean, it is a racist episode, so. We're <laughs> really against sheep, is. too. Um, so then we're introduced to Steven again, who wants to make sure that they're still on for their date later by checking in, which already red flag behavior. Number one, not into right. it. No, go away. We just, we've been hanging out all night. Like what is the deal? It's like, I'm going to, and if I don't come, we're just going to get over it. It's going to be fine. She's probably not going to come based on his selfishness later in the episode that's been exhibited. So he works for the law firm of, uh, Dewey Cheatham and Livingston. Do you guys know who Dewey Cheatham and Howe is? From the Three Stooges. It's from the Three Stooges, and then they would do it on um, Car Talk all the time. Did you ever used to listen to that on the radio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh gosh, not forcibly. My dad would have it on. And, yeah, like, I know. Yeah. It's a terrible thing that happens, and then somehow you turn like 40, and you're like, you know what I really do like now? Car Talk. <laughs> sorry, that, <laughs> sorry that guy's dead, but I'm going to listen to that again. And at the end, they'd say, you know, we used from the law services of Dewey Cheatham and House. I was like, Because uh. <laughs> I didn't really watch the Three Stooges, but I did listen to Car Talk. Uh, so then they get into some mildly racist content where he's a black, you know, a member of the black family. Like, so that's supposed to shock. I mean, well, I just don't, I don't want, yeah. Remarkably good people, the blacks, musical, very athletic, not very good swimmers. Again, I'm talking about the family. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I don't like it. Yeah. It's just, it's tricky. Um, and none of it, like the biggest thing is like, is it funny? And it just wasn't funny, which is. Well, maybe is it offensive first, and then is it funny? Mm -hmm. Well, up comes Mr. Farley, a.k.a. Kenneth, to give Tracy Jordan the message (laughs) that he got from Ridiculous. And they're like, "Uh uh-oh, isn't that the hip-hop producer? Isn't he the one that bit Suge Knight? Now, do you guys know about Suge Knight since you're youngins? No, please let me know. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I know. Tupac, Dr. Dre. Snoop Dogg, East Coast, West Coast. But at one point, he, they did say that he dangled Vanilla Ice from a hotel balcony upside by his ankles um, oh. and was going to kill him. And everyone was like, go ahead. But he didn't. <laughs> and um, Rob Van Winkle lived to see another day. And then he was, <laughs> Tupac was in his car when he got shot. Mm-hmm. And then Suge ended up in jail for a really long time, but then he got out. So he is I mean- the bad boy. I thought when he was like, yeah, he bit Suge Knight, he held Raven Simone over a balcony. I thought that was a reference to Michael Jackson and Blanket. Um, no, it's a vanilla ice, but good one also. <laughs> now, getting Jack McBrayer to say, Mr. Jordan himself said, don't let no one in who's not on the list because this mess is going to get raw like sushi. So haters <laughs> to the left. I, like, 
I mean, Kenneth can lick my face. He can say that line to me all day long. I just love him so much. <laughs> Kenneth is amazing. So like, he's he's just like, you're not on the list. I can't let you in. And then later, you know, when he has the opportunity to maybe assuage tensions, and he's like, um, excuse me, do you not have visitors' badges? <laughs> Did you <laughs> choose not to not. wear them? <laughs> just like, or were they not issued to you? <laughs> being a page very seriously but we can't get leave this scene because they're like what's your game whoa he's like boggle and, um, <laughs> he's like will you tell him that ridiculous that i'm gonna eat his family and you're like my new favorite insult. family i'm gonna eat is it better family. than i'm gonna take them behind the middle school and get him pregnant i mean those are empirically both yeah i think so <laughs> then liz is walking up from wardrobe where she always borrows clothes and they're all black and oh my gosh it's jenna maroney everybody oh hey i'm sorry who died can we talk about how on paper this has all of the makings of Julie's favorite episode? It's got LL Cool J. It's got lovely cameos. Very little Jenna. And yet... Very little Jenna. Super racist. So I just didn't... It just didn't <laughs> you know, doesn't that just ruin everything? Gosh. Good Lord. And then, oh my gosh. So then there, she's like, oh, do you have a date with Floyd? You know, the guy with the flowers. And she's like, no, but I saw him and it went awesome. And... <laughs> He's like, hey, Liz Lemon. She's like, hey, flower workout guy. You got your uh, leather pumpkin there. And then you find out that he's had earbuds in, so she can save her moment. She doesn't have to say it. And then she said, leather pumpkin. That's so embarrassing, Liz. It's just like, I mean, have you been in a situation like that? Because I've had many encounters like that where you just walk away. And you're like, I'm going to eat my entire family just so no one has to hear the story. I have that encounter alone in the house by myself. Yes, it's terrible. <laughs> when you like, I think something embarrassing. I'm like, oh, my God, what is wrong? When you like run into a coat rack, you're like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And then you're like, oh my God, I like talk to you as if you're, oh my God, I'm still talking to you as if you're a person. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I told you the pandemic has aged me exponentially. I'm talking <laughs> to the TV out loud already. I'm yelling at the neighbors inside the house. Like, why are they so loud out there? What are they? Why, why do people have to stand and talk on the street in front of my house? <laughs> and then Jenna says, racism is a problem in America, according to Newsweek magazine. Like what, what's happening? Um, thankfully Liz says, well, it's, it's 2007, so we don't have those hangups anymore because racism was fixed in 2007. I'm not sure if you read the Newsweek article. And she proves that by getting on an elevator with a person of color and saying, good day, sir. Oh my God. So everything's great because I'm not afraid he's going to kill me. That was the most cringeworthy of the episode, I think, where she's just like, I'm going to turn this performative act into literally just being nice to a person that happens to be black. And it's like, see, I'm not racist. So then we head into Jack's office where Tracy is so upset he's downing glass after glass of Donaghy Estate's vomit wine and not paying any <laughs> attention to it at all. Been there. I'm pretty sure, like, I have absolutely, I'm much like Leslie Nope, in which I cannot tell the varying degrees of, like, wine greatness. I would probably drink that swill and be like, amazing. It tastes like a Francia vintage. It's later on referred to as Satan's urine after a bulky meal of asparagus. I do not think you would be. I do that. love the constant asides where they're getting test results back, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it is potable and non fatal. Amazing. The monkey died <laughs> of the natural causes. Yes. <laughs> there were like little glimmers of humor throughout the episode that you could sort of latch onto. We're about to have one. They're talking to him about ridiculous and why he's so ridiculous and why he's so upset. And Tracy said, when I was growing up, you know, we would just break dance against each other. And then he goes into like a break dance and he's announcing like a pop and a lock and a boom and whatever. And Jack's like totally intent watching him. And then and he's like gladiator bringing it down. And then Jack tries to like take the energy and like, he's like, all right, no. So that part was funny. That's that part was great. <laughs> and Tina, who we know later has gone to school on a partial jazz scholarship, is like, I am familiar with the concept of break dancing. Yeah. The theory, not the action. She couldn't actually replicate it, but she knows... She knows the idea. 
the historical significance of it. Well, Jack has a great idea that they're going to make up with Ridiculous, and then he's going to be the new spokesman for his sparkling wine, make a lot of money. Great idea. Get rid of these 10,000 cases of swill that he's got. But here comes one of your disclaimers. Contains no lead and is not <laughs> fatal if swallowed. <laughs> but if you apply it to your skin, watch out. If you get rich, get rich off this stuff, make sure you take care of my family. I don't want my kids to have to go to college. <laughs> And then Jack's like, I'll, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. He's like, is there a piece of corn in here? Like, what? <laughs> so then we go to the date with uh. Sven, also known as Steven. I guess that's his given name. And it just has all the hallmarks of a terrible first date. Now, let's see. If I had a checklist of all the things I don't want in a date, um, them singing Mark Russell songs from like the Capitol Steps. They don't own a television. They like Vietnam War reenactments and taking pictures of interesting doors. Strategic defense initiative, and they don't really care about food. I'm out. Mm-hmm. She should have said we should order right away. She should have just said we're done. None of this works yes. for me. Right? Yes. Well, I mean, yes. And in she theory. would have been telling the truth. <laughs> See, I could never do that. I could never be like, clearly this isn't working. I'm a bounce. It'd be like I'm going to get another bottle of wine and try to muddle through somehow. A Canadian restaurant in Times Square. I would rather Die. stick knives in my eyeballs. I mean, wow. I mean, it's going to have poutine, right? <laughs> Better. <laughs> I know the one word of wisdom from Jenna Maloney ever. If you yeah. don't like him, don't go out with him. Uh huh. And you can be <laughs> honest about like I love TV, and you don't think owning one is a real thing. <laughs> well, well, then wanna... we come back before the date's over, and he's reenacting moments from Zoolander, which does. Sound <laughs> and then she's like, "Yeah, I've seen the movie." He's like, "Yeah, but have you seen it in an airplane? It's so great. You take out all the swears, and it makes it so much funnier." <laughs> Yeah. Then looks at, which I'm guessing is a Hispanic waiter or waitress we haven't seen their face and says, gracias. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, you don't like because I'm black? And she's like, no, I love black people. I love you. Let's have dessert. Death by chocolate. I mean, it's that kind of chocolate. Yeah. I mean, it's like a later episode, Liz has the beautiful line where she's like, I'm going to roll my eyes so hard they're going to eject from my face. And this was this episode where I was at. Oh, most boy. For that. Yeah. And they get stuck. So then Jack is talking to Ridiculous about whether or not he's willing to rep for Donaghy Estates, D.E. He's producing the Source Awards and he can now guarantee Tracy Jordan as the host and they can make friends. <laughs> I just did the sign for that. I don't know why. <laughs> and Jack sounds like he's got it all in the bag. It's going to be the new crystal. It's going to make millions of dollars. Tracy's going to host the Source Awards, which will make the show more legitimate and lots more fun. And then in comes Mr. Furley again. <laughs> he's got office casa. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite the parts of the episode. <laughs> They're closing the Seabank elevators for maintenance. <laughs> that would have been a great way to shoot Tracy. Well, maybe next time. But... And then the seriousness with women not giving visitors badges, or did y'all just not be like wearing them? (laughs) He's a stickler for the rules, and those people are insufferable. I mean, for whatever reason, Kenneth makes it charming. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, even even when Jack is like, he's very unstable. Kenneth is just like, (laughs) yeah, I sure am. Wear your visitor badges. And then he's like, hey, ridiculous. Did you get that at a cane store? Like, what a fucking crazy question. Uh, so now here's Jenna to discuss about how Steven played the race card. And I do love when she's like, 
what did you do? She's like, what could I do? I picked up the jacket and I made out with him a little bit in the taxi. <laughs> the appropriate use of white guilt is rounding second base and paying for meals. You don't realize how beautiful a sunset is till it's the last one you'll ever see. Ken. I'll be going soon, but I just wanted you to know that I've loved being your mentor, and it's been an honor having you be my manatee. Mr. Jordan, I hate seeing you like this. What can I do to help you? Nothing, Ken. I'm just going through the classic stages of grief. Fear, denial, horniness, wisdom, sleepiness, and now depression. What about anger? No! I don't want to do anger! You can't make me! Now stop it, Mr. Jordan. You need to take some of your own advice. Aren't you the man who told me to live every week like it's Shark Week, and that nothing's impossible except for dinosaurs? Don't give up on life, sir. Wow. The manatee has become the mento. Wow. All right, fine, let's go back to the show. If we must. <laughs> Tracy and Liz are getting him ready to do his Oprah sketch. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Um, so Jack comes in with some good news that he has made it so that the problem with Ridiculous will go away because Tracy will host the Source Awards. <laughs> and he's like, no, death sentence number two, shooting people at the Source Awards is a tradition. It's like <laughs> Christmas or shooting people outside of Hot 97. That one I didn't investigate, but I should have. They're in business together. It's not about ridiculous. And then they talk about who else is going to be there. That part's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> who am I going to be sharing the stage with? Nas. No, he hates me. <laughs> what about young Jeezy? Forget it. <laughs> I've called his pimple a gay wad at 106th and Park. Gay wad is a good one from the back of the day. The game, nope. T.I. Super nope. Nothing happened. No can do. Fabulous. Where Donkey Kong. Is that real? Uh, that I don't M- know. But M- MC Scatcatcher is... <laughs> From the Paula Abdul video. <laughs> Raw Dog and Homunculus. These are great names. I know most of them are true. I don't know if all of them are true, but wow. <laughs> and then me and Raw Dog, me and his beef go way back. We were both cast members in a Nickelodeon show called Ray Ray's Mystery Garage. <laughs> They're brushing your teeth, singing a song, scuffs up his sneakers. And he's like, hey man, I'm sorry. I'm pretty drunk. That kid does look like a really cute little baby Tracy Jordan. Jack offers uh, Tracy a gun to take with him. Oh my God which we'll revisit later and just horrifying consequence. He's like, if I don't go, Ridiculous is going to kill me. If I do go, someone else is going to kill me. See, it's a catch-22, and he's going to be, be there, there too. too. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of uh, uh, Parks and Recreation, where Andy's like, they can have their own little Camp David. And everyone's like, how the fuck do you know about Camp David? He's like, well, back in my day, David, he used to have a campsite. We would all just go there, working on our problems. You know, Camp David. How do you know about Camp David? Camp David. <laughs> Um, Ghostface Killa finally is there in the flesh after being on so many just background vocals announcing Ghostface Killer to the stage. And he has a lovely little ditty about Donaghy Estates. Um, Wasn't he in the Muffin Top episode? I guess he mm-hmm. was. You're right. Damn, you're killing it. I read. <laughs> I read too. I watch Bird Box with subtitles. Ghost, and then he says, Ghostface, Ghostface Killer's like, I gotta stop. Everyone's getting sick from the Donaghy Estates. He's like, well, tell me hurts. <laughs> 
And Jack's like, do you think that you could mention DonahueEstates.com at any point? He's like, okay, Jack, I'll go get my Ryman dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> do you not just want to scoop Ghostface Killer up? His little tummy hurts. He has a rhyming dictionary. Well, I mean, and you saw the fruits of his rhyming dictionary with the rap. And Donahue kind of rhymes with party. Party. Which is cool. <laughs> like my rapping prowess well, we don't have <laughs> rhyming dictionaries with rhymetime.com baby Ooh. so uh <laughs> ridiculous is saying that tracy doesn't return any of calls and jack's like don't worry about it, it's all good talking about how much money they're gonna make and he's like jack what color plane you're gonna get <laughs> clear like wonder woman boom 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 wonder woman <laughs> that show was a jam um, the next section is quite funny, though, when Tracy and Kenneth have a little uh, <laughs> conversation. It's been my honor to be your mentor and honor having you as my manatee. <laughs> and then the manatee becomes the mento when <laughs> Kenneth is just like, aren't you the man who told me to live every week like it's Shark Week? And that nothing's Do impossible not skip except over. for dinosaurs. Do not skip over Sorry, the classic the stages, stages of grief. Of grief. <laughs> Fear, denial, horniness, wisdom, sleepiness, and now depression. What about anger? No, I don't want to do anger. You can't make me. I what mean, does it mean to live every week like it's Shark Week? I feel like we've even talked about this before. Well, I mean. And I still don't know. I, I think it just defies logic. So we go back to Liz and Steven. So Steven, once again, cements that he's just the most banal, trite human in existence um, by talking about the Canadian restaurant because she likes food, um, which apparently is like a unique, quirky personality trait and not just something that sustains our lives. Um, so that's a cute little moment. And then he agrees to go to the Source Awards because he collects tote bags. Um, before that, Liz says, you know, and she has that waxing poetical moment with the music in the background of like, can't we all just agree to not get along? Can't we all hate a human being simply for being a human being? Words to live by, honestly. And she's just saying, so like any woman who doesn't like you is racist, to which she responds, well, I mean, like some women are gay. And that's just the worst masculine trait, which is like, if you're not into me, there's something biologically wrong with you or you're homosexual. That's it. You yeah, can't and then she throws the, I have a... I have a black friend card because I'm going to the NAACP awards, so why don't you come with me? Um, and then comes the missed opportunity because she says, Tracy, do you think I'm racist? And he could have said something, I think, deeper than no. I think you like to dress black men up as Oprah as part of your effort to protect our dignity. Tracy, in his infinite wisdom, hatches a plan to escape the quandary that he's currently in by going to Arizona under the brand new moniker Ron Mexico. What why, a great name. Why don't they use his ideas more often than skits? He's a creative <laughs> genius. He's like, uh, Jack's like, I know you're nervous. Why don't we go to the Pistol Grange and squeeze out a few rounds? A few rounds, runs. Let the guns do the worrying. <laughs> you know, we Again, with the guns. guns. <laughs> what is it with men and the guns? I think I can speak for both of us when I say, because they're metal penises. <laughs> Which is a good line. I haven't thought of that. It's true. I mean, you look at the way that masculinity manifests itself in so many destructive ways in our society. Right now with the pandemic, more men are dying or getting super sick because it's feminine Yay, to I wear mean, a mask. Oh, what? It's like, oh <laughs> my <laughs> God. It's like, fellas, is it gay to survive? Wild. I don't even matter. So yeah, they're squeezing the metal penises on the, on the range. Um, who doesn't? That's what old timey cruising was like back in, you know, high noon days. So they asked, like, what would... <laughs> just like I'm speaking to a vacuum and she's like, let's wait for him to finish. We'll tire himself out eventually. <laughs> Not sure where you're headed. Just letting you go. Neither am I. 
right, man. I am the Katya, I guess. Okay, so we're shooting fire off, today. We're shooting off metal penises, um, which is fun. Who doesn't love it? You know, it's like RoboCop, the erotic version. Um, we circle back to one of the central themes. Of the RoboCop is great the way that it is. It's, we do not need the erotic version of RoboCop. The porn version. Everything deserves a porn remake. There's a 30 Rock porn. What's it called, Nick? <laughs> I, th- I think it's called 30 Rock Triple X Parody. Honestly, I don't think it has a creative name. It's not like rural fuck her. Sure. <laughs> well, they should do whatever the game was that Jenna voiced for Tracy that made him the $3 billion. <laughs> Touch my knees with your neck. <laughs> Touch my neck with your knees foot. Oh. <laughs> Which one of these do you like better? Uh, uh, or, uh, uh. This is great. Like, now let's record. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about like seven different episodes. So that's not to talk about this one. Well, guess what? Anybody who's listening to this likes 30 Rocks. Oh so. my God. That was not an indictment. I'm just saying this is how terrible the episode is. We're in this together. <laughs> We're all in this yeah. together. In it, in. We can't blah, fight. Blah, blah, that's what the blah, Source blah, Award blah, wants. Blah. The Source Awards wants us to fight. So, one of the years at the Source Awards, there was a fight in the audience, and there's different views of what happened, what happened here, but 75 people rushed the stage, so they cleared the entire arena, and many people have been injured, but it was a thing. Heard. Lessons from Julie. So, we're going to the Source Awards, we're there. The 2007, so we're 12 years removed from... The Which, and it no awards. longer exists anymore because it was 94 to 2004 and then no more. A no more! <laughs> <laughs> so Tracy gets there. Well, some sort of Tracy facsimile because he dons an Oprah getup to get through it. Um, and makeup and earrings. He looks stunning. And- oh my God. He looked like EJ Johnson a little bit. Was loving yes, it. Yes, he was non-binary Tracy Jordan for sure. He's being Oprah. It's hilarious. And doing lots of like... Um, altruistic Oprah type talking and pumping everyone up and giving them love. Is it scones? Does he give them scones? Maple scones! <laughs> <laughs> Which, as you know, we all do really like free stuff. There is no question. Uh huh. Horrible Oprah. episode is almost <laughs> over. Yeah. Sure, sure, and sure, she sure, said, sure. she says to Wayne Brady, he's channeling Oprah, and he's like, why? Because he's articulate? And you're just like, can't win. Yeah. Can't win. One of my favorite lines that we skipped over, though, when <laughs> Stephen's like, Wayne Brady is like, hey, can you put my phone in your purse for me? And she's just like, why do you guys always do this? Can you just, like, bring your own purse? <laughs> I love it. Men should bring purses. Yeah. They're purses. There's, there's another name for those. Man bags. Or just, Fanny like, bags. A, wear a fucking purse. Be a man. Wear a purse. Don't wear a purse. Don't masculinize purses. Just wear a fucking purse. The part where Ridiculous is now sitting there and Kenneth's too close and he's like, what am I, am I sweet to you? Am I sugar? Back up. I'm like, that doesn't make, nobody says that. What does it make sense? <laughs> I, I do love when they are um, having a, a battle of the words and Ridiculous goes full and is like, your mom must have been so stupid. She thinks grape nuts is an STD, which hilarious. And Kenneth says, well, sir, your mother must not have raised you right because you're not saying very kind things. And... <laughs> but, but right before that, he's like, oh, man, you should not scuff these shoes. P. Diddy wears these. He's like, oh, and he'll be mad when you give them back? Because he really doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and doesn't care. My God. Um, and then we segue to the final moment of the episode, thankfully. 
Liz operates a gun, poorly, um, attempts to disarm it with her finger on the trigger, shoots Wayne Brady in the ass while he's gathering her things. Uh, to which he says, I was looking for your my phone in your purse. I wasn't. Well, his phone is ringing in her purse. Okay, you, you take it from here. You take it from here. No, I'm just saying you can hear the phone ringing. So Julie, you take it from here. Julie, purse. you take it from here. <laughs> take it from here, Julie. I wasn't trying to steal anything <laughs> racist. And then it Jack an says, good God, Lemon, you shot a black. And then a man in the background says what we're all feeling. Oh, man. Um, Ridiculous kicks him out and then <laughs> saying, first, Mr. Furley here, a.k.a. Kenneth, disrespects me. <laughs> and then he shoots my business manager. Um, the, only, the only reason that this thing gets away, like relatively scot-free, is because Ridiculous accidentally reveals that Tupac is alive. He says, wait till I tell Tupac about this. And Jack stares at him and then he's like, I didn't hear anything. He's like, good. Get out of here. It's my bad. And then the sound of the gun goes off again and Liz has obviously shot someone else. <laughs> or, or Wayne Brady again. It's just... How many gemstones tough. would you give this episode? Oh. <laughs> I mean, unless forced, I'll never watch this one again. Same. Yeah. All right, let's go, let's go to the chat, people. Get our numbers in there. How, how low can you go? Seriously, I'm like, this is the lowest I've ever given anything, I think. Oh, very close. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're all 45 to 50 on this situation, which feels yeah. correct. Yeah. I mean, every show can have a miss here and there. It still has funny moments, but it is super problematic. I don't yep. know. If she took it down, then you're like, you can't erase what you've already done. And then you keep it up and you're like, why is it still there? You know, there's no winning with this shit. Yeah, it's I mean, consequence culture, not cancel. Hopefully, you know better, you do better, right? Yeah. I mean, this was a misstep. We obviously still love the show. This episode was just quite tricky to watch. And <laughs> to put it V-mildly, um, at best it was tone deaf and at worst it was just horribly offensive. So there were a few funny moments peppered in that we tried to glean the most from that we could. Those were enjoyable. Because um, we're looking on the bright side kind of people. I think everyone would agree with that. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we <laughs> well-earned positivity. What was that, Emma? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah. We all have to fight our Brendas in the morning just to get up, and so we've earned this little positivity. But all in all, this episode was just like white people handling race poorly. Yeah, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have uh, a very fun episode forthcoming, though, as we just like yes. scoot on past this one into the Fighting Irish, which is a treat. It's a joy. We've got Nathan Lane. We've got the many pronunciations of the Donaghy, he, fee last name. Fantastic. I think so. <laughs> well, it looks like we've done it again, folks. We did another one. My God. Crushed it. Nailed it. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and... Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> We love you, Frank.